Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Longhorn Notebook. And uh, they'll be in Waco to take on uh, the Baylor Bears at the Baylor Ballpark in Waco. Pleased, as always, uh, to be joined uh, by my broadcast uh, partner on a lot of the Longhorn Baseball Road Games. Uh, of course, uh, the lifetime Longhorn and College Baseball Hall of Famer and uh, uh, the uh, play-by-play voice on Longhorn Network of the telecast of Home Texas Games, Keith Moreland, who joins us now. Um, you, you've spent a lot of time in Waco over the past oh, few my years. God. Yeah, sequestered, <laughs> I think is the word I use. I, I, I was telling Keith uh, after the game uh, on Tuesday night, uh, the team hotel where the team is going to be staying, and I, I asked, I, and I said it in an inquisitive manner, like, like uh, they're staying at this this particular hotel, and I was like, it, and almost in a way of saying, "Do you know where it is?" And he just looked at me plainly and said, "I think you said I think I spent two weeks in there, or <laughs> something like that." Oh yeah, it, it, working. It is so much fun, Southwest Little League, uh, but uh, uh, the, the, that particular hotel is where the, the, that we stay. The everybody that's working the broadcast at Southwest Little League, but it, it's always interesting to go to Waco because it. it uh, there's so many uh, weird things have happened over the years there and, 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 and different things uh, to Longhorn Baseball, but uh, it, it should be an interesting weekend, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, th- 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 hey, let me ask you while we're on the subject of the Little League, the Southwest Little League, uh, because I know obviously you would uh, you were in on that and then, of course, had the medical issue and, and, and couldn't take part. What's, what's the best part about all that, about, uh, about working that Southwest Little League there in Waco? Oh, I, I I think it I think it's just the pure joy that you see some of these guys if if some of these young folks that, that you know girls and boys because we've had you know, Ella Burson was just fantastic there a couple of years ago she was a catcher for from Abilene uh, Wiley Little League and it, it is just so much fun to see their joy and, and to have some success. You, you don't want to feature the the, the negativity of it, that, you know, because you know there's a winner and a loser in every sporting event. But it's just to see some of the joy uh, of somebody doing something special, uh, you know, maybe getting a big hit. They, they hadn't had a lot of hits, and they get a big hit in a certain situation. It's just a whole lot of fun to see the the, the joy from the kids, and uh, it's really well done. It's well put together. It's it's well managed. Uh, uh, it, it is something that uh, if you haven't seen it. You know, this summer, the first week of August, again, you ought to drive up and just spend one day at the ballpark. There's a doubleheader every evening. It's quite warm, probably around 100 degrees, but uh, it, it's a, a unique experience, to say the least. Uh, visiting with Keith Moreland, and uh, and I will shift now, obviously, to a Longhorn baseball as they get ready to take on Baylor. But uh, let's talk about this Texas team first. You and I, on Monday night, we're in San Marcos, and we saw Kobe Minchie uh, come out and pitch. And and there's a decent chance, because we saw Kobe work an inning of scoreless relief the prior Tuesday against the Air Force Academy. There's a decent chance, even if even if the uh, rain out of Thursday against Kansas State had not necessitated 
playing five consecutive days, five ball games in five days. We probably would have seen some younger guys anyway by the mere fact that there were five games played, even if it was going to be five games in six days, wouldn't it? So, I, that, I mean, David Pierce and, and, and Woody Williams, they knew they were going to have to get some young guys out there, and it just kind of became even more compressed because of the rainout. Well, yeah, and, and you you know this, and for folks out there, uh, collegiate pitchers are so oriented around working on a seven-day rotation. They have a real set pattern. Most of the time they throw on their particular day, especially starting pitchers. They'll throw their day. The next day is, is a day of running, uh, getting a good sweat together, get their blood flowing really good. The next day they'll play long toss. The third day they may throw off a mound, spin some breaking balls. The fourth day it's, again, another day of, 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 of running. So they get into this real – a pattern that what you do and then all of a sudden you disrupt that by throwing more games throwing more times in different start dates and when that happens that you're going to have to use some different people that's why you carry you know 22 people or 2019 to 22 people on your roster as pitchers of your 35 that you can have on your roster there's there's just a, you got to carry that many just to be able to spread it out and so some guys don't get the opportunity to throw as much but they're going to be asked to come on and and i thought uh Minchie has proved himself now in his two appearances that he's going to get the ball again. I mean, I don't think there's a doubt about that. Yeah, I, you know, um, for folks who didn't know, and, and of course his story is pretty interesting, the fact that he was homeschooled and his dad uh, had a cup, of, a cup of coffee in the bigs and then, of course, played a lot uh, in the Pacific Rim, uh, that sort of thing. But his dad was from uh, the greater Austin area, graduate of Pflugerville High and all of that, all of that sort of stuff. Um, one thing that David told us was, he said, we didn't just sit around and, and say, oh, let's get him. Let's just run him out there because we're running low on pitchers. It kind of reminds me of the old Life cereal commercial. Let's get Mikey. He won't eat it. He hates everything. And then he, he goes out and eats the bowl of cereal. That kind of thing. I mean, the work, and, and for folks that don't understand this, and you have a unique perspective on this, Keith, folks that don't understand or don't know about, and that's fair, don't know about what a college baseball program, in specific this one does, on Wednesdays when they don't have a game. And and I want to give you a chance to kind of describe a little bit, you know, because Wednesdays are really big in terms of the guys that you aren't seeing out there every single day. I mean, it might not be the as big to say a Dylan Campbell or, or you know, somebody like that uh, as it is say, a younger guy who doesn't get much opportunity. But those Wednesdays are pretty big to the guys who aren't playing an awful lot or pitching an awful lot, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Mondays is, is a day off. The NCAA requires a, a one day out of seven, whatever your scheduled work week. You, you know, most, most teams start their work week on a Sunday. Uh, so they give Monday off, Tuesday at, at cross-college baseball, uh, most weeks, I would say 90% of the weeks of a college baseball season, there's a game. So that's just a regular game. Then Wednesday is the day where you use the pitchers that you haven't used over the course of last weekend. And, and on Tuesday, they get to play in a game. So that's usually an inter-squad game. And you only get three hours for a workout. So uh, you're usually going to have two or three or four guys that are going to go 50 to 70 pitches on that day. And that's their chance to work. And that's their chance for the, the hitters. Uh, that haven't seen a lot of live pitching and have been in the games, they get to play a whole lot in, in those games. So uh, Wednesday is a, a full work day of, of scrimmaging, of live pitching, live baseball. It's almost like a game day atmosphere, only the best you can put that. 
And then on Thursdays is usually your day when you're working on your bunt drills. The PFP, it's called pitchers fielding practice. Those are the days that are, are, are that are that you work on things as a coach, uh, installing different uh, signs, signals. That's a day of work. But Wednesday is the is the one day where the guys get that opportunity, and uh, sometimes guys can get a chance to get in the lineup. You see, Max Blue gets in every once in a while in the lineup to start as a DH. That's because he's he's had a good Wednesday. He's coming along. You see what he is as a hitter, and uh, it's 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 that their opportunity to impress the staff and the head coach and say, hey, I I think that this guy could help us in our lineup. So it is it is a huge day for players who are not uh, not Eric Kennedy. Or you know that kind yeah. of thing. There, or Garrett Gilmet. Those kind of guys. It's a huge day for those guys. By the way, you you brought up Garrett Gilmet. How how um, instructive and helpful has it been for Ryland Galvan to be able to catch once or twice a week? There, uh, usually maybe on the Saturday game, and then uh, maybe on the midweek game or something like that, to, to give Garrett a little bit of rest because we always talk about how injuries can can really slow down a catcher, and and we know that Silas Ardwan really had to fight through a lot of it last year to get all the way through the season. Yeah, and and, and the other thing, you want to keep their legs intact. This is a guy that's key to the offense, and then your four spot in your order. You've got to, you've got to give him some days off. I mean, you you just got to give him the opportunity to rest his legs because uh, there's so much involved uh, behind the plate. And and oh by the way, folks, if you haven't seen Ryland Galvan, uh, the only guy that I can picture that is from the right side that's had as much power as he's going to have before his career is over is just left here, and, and he won the Golden Spikes Award and the Dick Hauser Award. <laughs> his name's Ivan Melendez. This guy's got tremendous power. Uh, he's still learning how to hit. He's still got a lot of growing up to do, but uh, he's going to be a special player before he leaves this university. Let's talk about Baylor. We both know Mitch Thompson pretty well, and uh, for years on Steve Smith's staff, and then after that staff was dismissed, he went to uh, across town to the Highlands over to McLennan, won a national championship at the JUCO level, and now is back his first year back. I mean, he, he, he clearly knew it was going to be a rebuilding process, and it really looked like that. Early on, they had what they had uh, two games against Duke, where they gave up a twenty burger and one against ten, and all that. And but now it looks like they've kind of found their footing a little bit, at least in terms of the last uh, two to three weeks. Yeah, well, two things that jump off the page just doing my preliminary studying. They're catching the ball better, and it, it, people get so spoiled, Longhorn fans, to, to look at the University of Texas and what they do defensively. Uh, they've just been so good for so long. Nobody pays much attention to that. Well, early in the year, Baylor was really having trouble struggling catching it. I mean, uh, catching and throwing it, and you give teams, you got to get 27 outs in a game, and if you give them, you have to get 31 or 32, you're going to lose most of the time. So uh, they are catching the ball better. Uh, they haven't given up as many free passes. The, the, the two things that I've looked at, they're, they're uh, runners per inning whip, it's called, uh, uh, as, as a staff, uh, has improved here in the second half of the season. It's gone down nearly a half of, uh, a runner of inning. So if you have give up two base runners in inning, you have a 2.0 whip. If you give up, uh, you know, one per inning, you have a one whip, and that is fantastic. But they have lowered that down uh, from what was 1.75 to now about 1.4. So that that's a big d- difference uh, over the course of nine innings. That means there's four less base runners in nine innings. That means you give up less runs. So. Those are the two things that they're catching it better. They're allowing less free passes, less less runners. And then the last thing is it, it, every team, that ballpark is built so much for a southerly breeze. And 
you know, you get into that ballpark and it blows out of the south, uh, you've got to put some runs on the board, and they found some way to produce some runs. So that's why they're playing better baseball than they were, let's say, back in the early part of, of February and uh, or middle February and early March. In your mind, uh, because of the heavy load of the five games in five days, uh, do you think it affects what David Pierce and Woody Williams want to do with that TBA third starter? On Sunday, we obviously know Lucas Gordon will go tomorrow night, and and I would imagine probably uh, uh, we'll see Travis Staley on Saturday. But with regard to the Sunday thing, is that still going to have to be an evaluative tool coming off of what they did this week to see how the guys bounce back? You know, I I, I you know I think Coach Pierce is going to put it in CWA, but I think in in my mind, I think that Charlie Hurley has has has, has worked himself into that role, and that's where we're going to see him. Uh, from here here out, uh, you know, I don't think that starting pitching over the weekend is set in stone other than Friday night right now. I, I, I just think that there's nobody really jumped up there and grabbed that role. We got so spoiled last year, really over the last couple of years, where you knew you were going to have Pete Hansen, You knew you were going to have Ty, Ty Madden. You, you knew you were going to have Tristan Stevens and, and those guys. Well, you know, the only guy that you know right now in this club, and even though we're past the halfway part, is, is Lucas Gordon. After that, you know, there hasn't been anybody, uh, and I'm not getting on anybody, but there hasn't been anybody jump up and grab that spot and just say, hey, you know, I'm the number two starter on this club, and it just hasn't happened yet. Uh, If I ask you right now, right now on April 13th, who the best college baseball team in the country is, your answer is? Wake Forest. Wow. How about that? I I think they have – I think they have put – three or four things together here, especially as late. And people do not realize, uh, you know, you look at power and power conferences, everybody talks about the SEC and, oh, my gosh, SEC is good. But the ACC is is right there. I mean, you, 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 I can go through schools and people don't go to Boston College. You don't want to play them right now. Uh, you, Virginia Tech, you don't, especially you don't want to play them. NC in State. NC State, you don't want to play them. Miami is playing good ball. Florida State just beat, uh, uh, just pushed Florida all the way to the end on Tuesday night there. So, uh, I just, I just think Wake Forest, in, in my opinion, right now, uh, you know, there is, and there's not much separation between one and two between LSU and Wake, Wake Forest, but uh, both of them are going to be national seeds. Both of them are going to be one, two national seeds. Okay. Hey, uh, safe uh, travel rolling up by 35. I'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. Sounds good. Uh, I will see you at the Baylor ballpark. There it is. All right. Keith Moreland, uh, he'll join me tomorrow night on the call, Texas against Baylor. Uh, He'll work with our friend Tom Barfield on Saturday. Tom will call the game on Saturday. I'll be back here with Roger and with Will Matthews for the spring football game, and then Keith and I will bring you Sunday's game as well. Texas against Baylor this week.